many of you like to win? Raise your hand. How many of you, if you're, I saw two hands. How many of you, if you are going to play a board game and you're not good at it and you can't win, how many of you will not play the game? How many of you are a sore loser like me? How many of you, if there's any type of competition, you are all in, all out, 100%, you're going to win it? Anybody like that? Okay. I was lucky enough to, I, I had a golf addiction. We've been talking about habits. I had a golf addiction years ago, and Jim Hicks and Goldie took us took me to this golf scramble that was Purdue promoting. It was Rolling Meadows. It wasn't very far from IU. And that evening, I got to sit with Gene Cady. We got to sit with Gene Cady and Bobby Knight across the table from each other. Now, I wasn't a big enough fan to, to realize how historic that moment was. But I remember our conversation, and because they, they were coaches, great historical coaches, legends, if you will. And they were talking about how they were coaching and how that it all ramped up when the boys came back from World War II. Now, this is a long time ago. But he, he, they said, they both said, there was no comparison to the competitive nature of those guys who had fought because it was a live-or-die situation. You only won or you died. And that was a tremendous different level of competition that there ever was. And I know that even though we are united in Christ, as I stand here today, if I would ask you, IU or Purdue, there would be a division in this congregation. So I just wanted to make sure that I had both bases covered today. If you are looking for a theme in this message this morning, it will be this. You do not win by trying. You do not win by trying. Now, I've already asked you how many of you like to win, but I don't know that any of you have that competitive nature enough to risk your life on it to win or die as a uh, folks that have fought in war have had that type of competition. I hope we, you never experienced that or have never experienced that. And if you have and you've served our country, thank you for your service. Now, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, and this is where we're going to camp today, says this, and I think he makes a very good, very good point. He says, don't you realize that in a race, Everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. Now, to quote the famous theologian of Talladega Nights, theologian Ricky Bobby, he would say it this way, if you ain't first, you're last. And if you're joining us online, I don't normally quote Ricky Bobby on a regular basis, but it fits and it works. Not recommending the movie, but if you're a stock car race person, you might get it. Now, if you like Star Wars, I threw this in for Dan this morning. 
The great Yoda Jedi Master, or great Jedi Master Yoda said it this way, do or do not, there is no try. And some of us, especially this time of year, don't feel like we're winning. And the question, I, and this has been a personal and a practical series, and it's been on the lighter side, if you will, because I like to preach some things that are a little bit more deep, but, but it's been very practical in a lot of ways. And so, so feeling like you're winning is important, but the opposite is what? You feel like you're losing a lot of the time. And so it kind of begs the question, Why aren't you winning? Why aren't you winning? And I would suggest this as a possibility. You've been trying for too long. You've been trying for too long. And if you're just joining us today for the first time or if you're catching up, I'd like to review this series. It's called Some People change. And remember, we started the series with this big idea, real and lasting change isn't behavior modification, it's spiritual transformation. It comes from the Spirit of God. It comes from a purpose in life that comes from God. And it has to do with your identity. And and the question was, why do you do what you do? And we answered it this way. You do what you do because of what you think of you. So we think, so as we think, the proverb writer writes, so we are. And we have dealt with the spiritual who and the spiritual why and the spiritual what of life. And, And we've said, based on who you want to become, what one habit do you need to start? What one habit? And then last week, we talked about the spiritual whatnot and the bad habits that collect in our lives that we need to get rid of. And the idea there was, based on who you want to become, what one habit do you need to break? What habit do you need to break? Now, I've been working on some habits this week as well, and I hope you have too. So today, we're going to look at the spiritual how of all of this. The how. And, and it comes down to why aren't you winning? Why am I? You might ask yourself this question. Why am I not winning in this life? And, and, and you would go to stop trying and start training. Stop trying and start training. I talk to a lot of people, and they will say things like, I feel like, or I'm trying to. And a lot of times when I hear that, I will think there's not the level there that there needs to be. And just to familiarize yourself with the context of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, What Paul is making a point here to the Corinthians was he was talking about the Isthmian 
games. There were several, there were four different types of games at that time that were in Greece. Obviously, we're familiar with the Olympic Games that occur every four years, and that's how they occurred then. But every two years, there would be the Isthmian Games, and people would train for 10 months. They would train for 10 months, and they were very committed in the areas of running and wrestling and other sports of the time. And so Paul's making this point in, in an object lesson or an image type of way to the Corinthians on how to live the Christian life. And in verse 24, he says, Do you not know that in, in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize, as to win. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. If you read that passage and you read throughout the whole Old Testament and New Testament, Scripture never tells us to try. That's not the idea that's conveyed anywhere in Scripture. Paul says it again. He conveys the same idea in 1 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. He says, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for those for both the present life and the life to come. Dallas Willard says it this way. He says, we are not trying to be different people. We are training to be different people. We're not trying. We are training Now, what's the difference between trying and training? Trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. It's almost an excuse. I hear it so often. I'm trying to, I feel like, I feel like I'm trying. No, you're not trying. You're making a minimal commitment effort, or commitment. You're not there. It's not there. Training is wholehearted. It's a wholehearted commitment to achieve a specific result. It means all of your being, physically, mentally, emotionally, you're committed. You are all in. I was having a conversation. We talked about bad habits last week, and I was talking to someone who was drunk on the phone, and I had visited with this person several times, and they were totally kind of blitzed, and they were uh, slurring their speech. And and I was asking them, hey, why don't you, when you sober up, why don't you go to a meeting with me? And why don't you make a commitment? And they would say things like, I'm trying. I'm trying. And I could tell their heart wasn't there and it wasn't going, there wasn't going to be the change. They had to make a commitment to go to a meeting to, to make that change. So how do you know or how do you train? How, what do you do when you're 
training. First of all, you get the gear. I was, you may laugh, but I was doing triathlons a few years ago, and I bought the gear. Bought the shorts, I bought the tights, I bought the shoes, I bought the socks, I bought the shirts, I bought the winter gear so I could train, I bought the swimsuits that I would never wear in public as I swam, I did the deal, I bought the wetsuit so when I jumped in at 30 degrees, I could swim and I was buoyant, I trained, I learned how to do the technique because I'm a lousy swimmer and I hated swimming, bought the bike, did the deal. I was all in. Now, from a spiritual perspective, in fact, let me tell you this story. I was running the 5K over at the Y, okay? And I bought this outfit that had the tights and the jacket. Well, I was overdressed for this event. So I got some very strange looks as I showed up in the gear. I wish I I had I probably have a picture around. I should have you know showed you one and you all would have had a good laugh about it. Cuz I was just over invested in the gear. I wasn't that good, but I had the gear. You get the gear from from a biblical perspective, from a, from a growing in Christ and following Jesus and being an intentional disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to get some gear. First thing is you need to get a Bible. Uh, you need to have a place to pray. You need to have a time to do those things. For me, it works best first thing in the morning. That's the first thing I do. First priority: Bible time and prayer. That's 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 how I do it. How how do I get close to God? That's how I do it. it it's it's a uh, it's having the I don't know if it's the T-shirt or having having a plan. You create a game plan. For me, I was uh, training with uh, the the folks, the Roadrunners in Terre Haute. I did the TNT thing, which normally starts in January, where we'd run every day, and we'd meet on Tuesday night, and we'd, we'd do a fast run on Tuesday night, and we'd do a long, slow-distance run on Saturday. They gave me the plan, so I was ready for the mini-marathon. Then I added swimming, and I added biking onto that plan. I was pretty tired most of the time. When I was training like that, for for you it may be making an appointment on Sunday morning to be in church during this time period. It, it's it's getting your clothes out the night before. It is going to bed early. It is determining that if there's snow that you plan to be here a little bit earlier because you might have to to shovel out a walk or or a driveway. It's it's having that plan, the clothes laid out, whatever it takes, the alarm going off, you making that commitment. Because we are not trying, we are training. And so we make it easy as possible to do the right thing. And the idea is that you're not trying to be close to God. Not low commitment, it's high commitment. You are training for godliness. You're training those habits, those behaviors. When you're trying, you give up if it gets too hard. You make excuses. 
You quit when you don't feel like it, and it's feeling-based. Well, at least I'm trying. Trying is just an excuse. Training is different. You don't act according to your feelings. You act according to your commitment. Completely different. You've made a choice. You've thrown it into the ring, and you're saying, no matter what, I'm committed to doing this. The Apostle Paul says it this way in verses 26 and 27 of this passage. He says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I'm not wasting my time. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. I'm not shadow boxing. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave. That's commitment. That after I've preached to others, I myself will not dis- be disqualified for the prize. I was reading about the Navy SEALs during BUDS, and, and, and the guys that are successful aren't the bodybuilders. They're not the great athletes. They're not those, those people that you would expect. They are the people that make a commitment that no matter what. But they make their goals small. They don't talk about the, the whole deal. They just say, I'll make it to breakfast, and then maybe I'll make it to lunch, or maybe I'll make it after that to the next break or to the dinner or to to the end of the evening. And if they can do it, I can do it. And if I pass out, they'll resuscitate me and I will go on. But they make small goals that they make total commitment to. The Apostle Paul, in, in this passage, he's saying, I discipline my body like an athlete. I punish it. I make it my own. Because we're not trying, we're training. And there's a high level of commitment. Here's some practical thoughts. I do not try to have a better marriage. I train to have a better marriage. I I read books on marriage. I talk to other people that I think have strong marriages. I get into a peer group with others. I go to a counselor to improve my marriage. I don't talk bad about my marriage. I don't talk bad about my spouse. I train. I don't try to be a better parent. I train to be a godly parent. That means that there are some things that are painful for me. I discipline my child. I I hold them accountable. I read books. I talk to others that appear to be successful in their parenting. I look for new techniques. I, I look for better ways. I individualize my training for my child because of their different personality or their different talents and gifts, and I encourage them. I do not try to be more popular. I train to please God and live a righteous life. Instead of trying to please everyone, I only try to please the one. And in him, I look and try, well, train to please and know what he desires of me, first of all, and most of all. 
You are not trying to become who God says you are. You are training to become who God says you are. Because God has created you for a purpose. He has a plan for you. And you matter to God. That's what the Bible teaches. So based on who you want to become, how are you going to train? Are you going to try or are you going to train? Are you going to win or are you going to lose? Are you going to give your all or are you going to give minimally? That's completely up to you. Will you please stand as I pray? Eternal God and Father, we are grateful for this time and this opportunity to think about training and to ask ourselves a question, am I trying or am I training? And Father, the same grace that has saved us is the same grace that will transform us into you, into what you want us to become. And Father, for some, the first steps may be to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives, to submit to him in baptism, to join a church and become a part of the body of Christ locally that will help them grow and to become more like what you want them to be. And Father, I just pray that we will change the way we use the words try and train, not to deceive ourselves or to deceive others, because we want to have total commitment, not minimal commitment in our lives. And Father, I just pray that you would do your work as you always do, through your Spirit, by your grace, for your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.